I'm sick and tired of those white liberals who seem to be siding with the world's minorities, which is really a world majority, thinking that by living with them, by surrendering the West to our worst enemies, they somehow magically will build a better world for everyone. Well, everyone except for us. It's a gigantic act of treason to abandon their own people and to prefer some foreign alien clique to be in charge of us, of our own futures. I mean, how sick in the head must you be to betray your own kind, to betray your own children? Well, it's quite clear that the only people who hate their own race are white liberals. And why is it so? I suppose it won't take long before these white liberals are going to find out that nobody likes traitors. Uh, the minorities of the world they think they can side with are going to figure out that, hey, wait a minute, if these people abandon and betray their own people, why do we need them? We can't trust them either. I'm sick and tired of staying calm about this, as if it's wrong to be an angry white man. No, it's not. There's plenty to be angry about. We are living in an age of great change and transformations, but none of these changes seem to be benefiting us. It all seems to come at our own expense. We're footing the bill for every revolution in the world. Everywhere in the West, they are calling for more women mayors and more transgender politicians. But why? Why are they better if everybody's equal? Now, the real truth is, the dark truth is, that white men are best at creating new civilizations, but they suck at maintaining them. Why? Because things get boring. Everything's the same every day in and out. The same work, the same problems, the same people, the same faces, always same oh same oh same and what else is true is that there is a specific clique of people who are absolute masters in taking over established civilizations and then maximizing the financial output of these civilizations. At this point, the former values of freedom and adventure and life are transformed into the values of money, obedience and conformity. And of course, this creates a clash between those two classes. These are not financial classes, but rather innate classes, the class of people who need adventure and power, and those other classes of people who just love being obedient. The obedient type of people have put themselves in charge, admittedly, because they worked for it. Uh, the truth is, though, that this other class of people, the wilder half, or I'd say it's far less than half, it's perhaps one in ten of us, who have this wilder side who want to conquer and explore, we no longer have the opportunity to live in this damn world. Or well, let's just admit it. The modern world that white men built is boring. And it's time for us to do something new, something exciting. Or should we really just sit and wait for the whole world to be turned into a giant global society? A giant urbanized world where every patch of landmass is turned into urban housing. And human beings have been reduced to the gears in a gigantic machine. People with no will of their own anymore. People programmed with behavior to behave in more economically efficient ways. Why should we go along with that? You see, every globalist system is a totalitarian system, for it must be governed by one single set of doctrines. And these do not suit all people all of the time. That's impossible. And any universal belief fails universally. And this is why we should pursue a different strategy, namely a strategy of breaking things up again, of destroying things. And that means to face new conflicts with this world. It was mightily exciting uh, to travel to North America for the Europeans. 
in their wagons and to travel further east uh, and to face the Native Americans, to fight them off and to start with nothing, to have literally a patch of earth to yourself, which you claim to be your own, and defend it with the only gun you have, uh, and found a family on that earth and to work together to build up these communities, to start building houses, to help each other out, fixing each other's roof, to build a community, to build a society. See, this is our true nature. This is the nature of Western man. He is a builder, a builder and a thinker, yeah, a worker and a fighter, but he is not a manager. So our world has become so overly complex, so overwrought and so overbearing. The political system has become so controlling of people's lives literally educating children from the moment they can speak and walk into how to behave, how to act, and how to live. And they call it liberalism, but liberalism from what exactly? Certainly not liberation from the propaganda system, certainly not liberation from the media, certainly not liberation from the lies and the deceptions we are forced to live with every day. So what is to be done then? It seems that a revolt against the modern world is not enough. What we need is the destruction of the modern world to break down the urban systems that have enslaved us, that have made our lives so small. And this, of course, is the greatest fear of all those people who know damn well that in an honest one-to-one -one competition with a Western man, they will lose. You see, there is a very large body of people in the world, billions of people, who rely on this megalomaniacal system providing and distributing wealth and housing to them on a daily basis because they know they can neither win the struggle with nature nor the struggle with Western man. And why is it so? Why is it so that, let's not forget, European man ventured out into the world and submitted, subjugated, and conquered all other peoples? I mean, face it, face it, when Europeans arrived in Africa, they were astonished that Africans hadn't even invented the wheel. They hadn't even tamed the zebras, they had no mode of transportation whatsoever. And one might argue that it was because of Europeans waging so many wars with one another on the European continent that at some point in that cold war of weapons technology, each party becoming more and more advanced, at some point Europeans found out that they had the most advanced technology in the world, but they had only achieved this through struggle and conflict. Why is it so then that our modern world, our modern societies, so aggressively crack down on male needs for conflict and struggle? Because there is too much at stake. Too much has been invested in this system. And if you would break it down now, the financial elites in our world stand to lose everything. Their power, their influence, their wealth, everything. But I see no way out for Western men, since we're not going to be part of the technocratic future anyway. We will be replaced with robots. We will be replaced with immigrants from afar. Our traitorous leftist friends aren't going to include us in that world that they think they're building anyway. So what choice do we have? If we accept that Western civilization isn't dying, but is already dead, then we can finally pick up arms and realize that we've got nothing to lose and everything to win. Now, what would a real revolt against modernity look like then? It starts with preempting our slavery and our disempowerment. Now that we still have some power, we should use it to build nations of our own. We have to get organized the same way that the people 
behind the open society foundations of George Soros have organized themselves, the same way the Marxist revolutionaries have organized themselves. It means to ignore the status quo and to do the things that are best for us. You see, we are not the kind of people dreaming of a sort of finite state for this world where everybody is equal and everybody has the same stuff and everybody has the same amount of free time. No, we don't believe that. We believe in a more cyclical view of time. We are the ones who realize that progress is not eternal and it will come to an end and it will be reversed. And our enemies are not going to like it. We're going to fight this dead world. We're going to bring some life back into this world. Now we've all been so conditioned to go to school at a certain time and go home at a certain time and to wait for the bell to ring, to move to another classroom. We've been conditioned like cattle. But we're not cattle, we're human beings. And human beings certainly don't want to live in a world designed by others. Human beings want to live in a world that they built themselves, for themselves. So perhaps we shall return to the Mennerbunda of our ancient ancestors Gangs of men roaming the steppes of Eurasia on horseback. In the Lament of Ur, a story written 5,000 years ago or so, it is written how a gang of horse-riding marauders surrounded the city of Ur and waited for the people to starve since they blocked off the water supply and the civilians all hid within the walls of the city, about 20,000 people of them. And the barbarians outside the gates, they waited, they waited, and they waited patiently until the people had been weakened to this point, until the marauders could walk into Ur and literally strike like a storm and smash in people's heads as though they were clay pots. So a world that thinks they can get rid of white Western men will be in for a surprise because we're going to found our Mennerbunda again and we're going to fight together and we're going to sack these cities. For if anyone really thought that the rioters of Black Lives Matter were the best rioters in the world, they're wrong. It's us.